The Mel Gedroich Podcast. Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on our little podcast, we're going to be talking about hmm, dying beards, dogs and ugly vegetables. If you like that, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. There will be more chat. Oh, yes, great songs always. Ah, that's the official take that noise. Even when take that are in their dotage, I'm talking like in their 70s, man, they are still going to be A, hot and B, brilliant. Really? Bush, Bush is looking at me. As as if I don't know, you look disappointed in me, Bush. Really? Are you still going to be into them when they're that age? When um, yes. How it's got like a flat cap and a stick. Oh, he'll be lovely. Really? Yeah. When Gary's on a stand of stair lift going down the stairs, <laughs> still singing the hits. <laughs> <laughs> All I do each night is whoa, <laughs> and then up. <laughs> a little bit of patience. Oh, I tell you what, though, imagine little Mark Owen as an old man. Oh, he's gorgeous. so cute, wouldn't well, he? He'd be Excuse me, I couldn't help noticing that neighbour's cat got into your back garden. Oh. I shooed him along, but I've gone and taken the liberty of feeding him. <laughs> and they'll all be in little spongy shoes. Oh, it'd be so cute. Love them. The adventures of old take that. Oh. It'd be so good. So strong. So strong. Um, Bush, it's really nice to see you, old bean. How That's, are you? I'm really good. How are you doing? You all Listen, right? Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very, very happy. I'm very, very well. A little bit underslept, mate. Really? What's going on? Well... On Wednesday, from Bulgaria, Whoa. arrived our little puppy. Why? It's got, week after week, you throw these curveballs at me, Mel. Oh, puppy, mate. Where's this come from? I've got a seven month. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry, I've also been wearing the same clothes <laughs> for the last, actually, for about six days. I'm not even joking. I'm really sorry. Oh, I got a little puppy. That's so cute. She's seven months, mate. Oh, man. And um, it's, it's, I mean, Full respect to dog owners. I love dogs. Um, quite hard work. It does seem like hard work. We've talked about having a dog, but then oh, it, you see someone picking oh. up something that something's just done in a street with a well, little carrier bag, and there, you think, yep, fair play. There is, there's a, there's a lot to think about. <laughs> she is so sweet, though. Let's get, let's get the credentials then. Uh, almost like top trumps. Yeah, go on. Make of dog. What right. make is it? Now this is a very, very interesting question. We can see in her. Um, <laughs> you can see we can it. see Whippet, right? Doberman, right? Dachshund, and very very large feet, possibly <sighs> something like a Great Dane. Oh my lord! And big sort of Transylvanian bat ears. I'm thinking oh, a, a, a sphinx mate. from uh, yeah. the ancient Egypt yeah. going on there. She's got the longest legs you've ever ever seen. And this is a dog that's been rescued, right? Yeah. It's a rescue dog. Yeah, that's so a, nice. She's a rescue pup. She's Aww. so sweet. And what are you calling her? What are you going to call her? Juno. Juno's a brilliant name. We love Juno, man. It's but luckily, name. unlike the film, she won't get pregnant because she has been neutered. <laughs> Spoiler she's, alert. Not, yes. No, she, she had, they do it quite early in Bulgaria, which, you know, some people may say, oh, uh, anyway, she's been neutered. She will not be getting pregnant anytime soon. And is this your first ever dog you've ever had? Mate, I'm a husk. But also, you have to be at home quite a lot as well. Yeah, right at the beginning, apparently. Yeah, it's like it's like having a little little child again. And has uh, she destroyed any of your Everything, belongings? Mate, really, the house stinks. 
most of the trainers have bitten the dust <laughs> and the bottoms of the curtains. In terms of being a dog yeah. owner now, yeah. what's your thing? Are you doing like, she can only go downstairs, is she allowed to sleep on your bed? Mate, slippery slope. I know it's going to happen, but yeah. we're trying to just stave it off for the time being. Sits on the couch with you? Can she no, jump up on the couch? None no, of that? Nope. She has her own little uh, cushion. What if she does little cute eyes and you're having your tea? She, you... comes straight up, she comes straight up onto the sofa. Absolutely. <laughs> She'll be in bed by, I'd say, next week. She'll be eating off all the surfaces within the month. Yeah. Uh, she will be enormously fat. Uh, oh, we love it, though. But who's who's the disciplinarian in your family? Well, interestingly, mm. I thought it was going to be the other half, mm. uh, known as military dad. Yep. I thought he'll be all over it. Training-wise, he will be all over that. Yeah. He's literally... I can't... I, I can't it doesn't speak sensibly anymore in syllables. He's... Oh. Is he going all flopsy for her type oh, thing? Oh, it's really annoying. <laughs> It's going to be me, mate. I'm out in the morning at sort of 6am with a shovel, cleaning up dog diarrhoea, yeah. just cursing. And, and you know, do you know what I mean? But it's, who's going to be doing the early... The, the, the deal breaker for me with dogs is who's got to get up and do the early one. You're going to be me. doing that? I've done it. I, I don't mind it, actually. I quite like being it's up nice early. It's nice being up, up and out early, yeah. going for a little early little jog around a park. Yeah, now, a fellow, do- a fellow dog owner... I'll check you out. A fellow dog owner told me the other night, I don't know if this is true, a dog's reaction when you come home, you know they get very overexcited, Yeah. is akin to falling in love. It's it, the surge of adrenaline they get. Oh. Is akin to falling in love every time. That is so nice. Isn't that adorable? She wheezes as well. <laughs> Whenever anyone comes <laughs> home, she wheezes with excitement. <laughs> But how nice would that be, right? Let's be honest about life. What, having dogweed all over dog, the house? Dogweed's so good it's around great. the house. yeah. But, really um, but like when you get home, sometimes you can walk into the house and put your keys down and people no one, have, no no one, one even says anything. No one gives a monkey. Don't care. They don't even talk or even make eye contact with you. Made to get a dog, honestly. That you hear the tail. Yeah. Oh, that's so good, isn't it? She is abs. Are you going to do like dog training? I can see you doing some good, brilliant dog training with I'm already obsessed with that, mate. I'm already obsessed my latest thing is to try and get her to do her business in one place in the garden yeah. because otherwise it's going to be literally just <laughs> stinking dog bog out there. So we've got to get her to go to the loo in one place in the garden. That is my mission, Bush. Yes. I will not rest. I will not lie until that has occurred. Come on, Juno, you can do it, girl. Oh, man, because then we can put down sort of scented bark chippings. Yeah. And then she can do it on there and then you bag it up. Lovely. Jobs are good and Sounds like you've got this wrapped up pretty much, but I think you're going to smash it. Not really. I've got no authority at all. Um, lovely to chat to you about, but I don't want to become a dog bore, though. No, oh, no, it's Bush. interesting. I'm really excited for you. It's Bush, quite... you've glazed. You've glazed over. Can you bring her in? Oh, my God, can you bring her in? That would... Oh, she'd be lovely. She'd just lie there. That'd and be so good. She can do little barks and everything. Oh. I'll do that. Bring her in. When I've got her train to go on the tube, which I will do, Yeah. Um, I shall bring her in. Deal. I love her so much. That's so good. I love her. I've never even met her and I love her. She's a cracker. Now, this is Mel G on Magic with the Mighty Bush on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, we do really hope that you're having a cracking good weekend so far. Are you picnicking? What would you put in a picnic today? I would put in a scotch egg. That's so weird. That's what I was going to say. Oh, I fancy a scotch egg. Great minds. I don't know. I don't know how scotch eggs are made. Do you think uh, they blow the egg with inside the little thing? Like a, a ship in a bottle? <laughs> no. What you do is you create it around the egg. So you boil oh. up the egg into a hard-boiled form. Right. Then you roll it 
in uh, sausage meat. Yeah. And probably these days loads of other slightly sort of poncy items like chopped apricots Oof. and I don't know what, probably a bit of chipotle. I don't know. Something like that. And then, my friend, into the old breadcrumb rollage and then, my friend... Deep fry. What I don't understand is this, though, Mel. When yeah, you on. eat a scotch egg, there's mm-hmm. always a gap between the, the egg element and the outside. How do they do that? You can almost use them as a rattle, can't you? You can. You can. I don't know, with the mass-produced scotch eggs, why that happens. I think it's probably something sinister. <laughs> now, listen up. It's the Ledger of Ledge. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we oh, love yeah. the Ledger of Ledge. It's a real thing. It's a real book. Every week we put something into our ledge uh, that is going to be there for posterity, I hope. Something that isn't necessarily given the credit it deserves. Yeah, and I think at some point in the future, maybe we should bury that book to 20 feet underground so that yeah. for future generations they can know what people were into in this yeah. decade. And they would find, if they were people from the future, probably future. talking like that... They would look in and they would find a sports bra. Yeah. A yodeler. A pom pom. Take that. They were in it, do you remember? <laughs> and a ball of wax. Do you remember a ball, ball of, of wax? wax? Talcum powder. Oh, they're all in there, man. And they would agree that we were definitely a very uh, advanced civilization. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to put something in today. It is dog related. I hope you don't mind. That's no, fine. You sure? It's fine. I'm not becoming a dog bore, am I? Please, I'm... beyond Bush, you're my really good pal. If you come Tell in with me, a z- zip-up tank top type thing, we know we've got a problem. Mate, I've got one at home for winter. <laughs> it's the dog walker's uh, body warmer. Is it a body warmer? I've got one. Sleeveless fleece. I've got one ready. Oh, God. Tell, I... me, tell me this. If, yeah, would you on. ever get um, Juno, your dog's picture, as a sticker in the rear window of your <gasps> car? Oh, no, I've not given her an idea. Oh, I love the no, idea don't, of don't that. Don't do that, Mel. I'm thinking one day she will be rendered as an oil painting. (laughs) Massive. Huge. Out of control. (laughs) Right, this, all dog owners out there will know, oh, this has been the absolute, I mean, this has saved my bacon the last week. Scented bark chips. Scented bark chips. Yes, for when the old canine friend does some splatties. That's an awful word, I'm sorry to Splatties. Someone's done splatties. Is that, is that what it's I'm called? So, I'm sheer dog owner, mate. I'm becoming an awful middle-aged dog boy. Is it Barbara Wood? What's it? Barbara Woodhouse. Woodhouse. Going Woodhouse on us. Wookies. Splat ears. Uh, no, when basically, you know, yeah. things aren't so firm in the business department. <laughs> I feel like we're having that chat. <laughs> um, scented bark chips can be liberally sprinkled over the top and then you shovel them all into a bin bag okay. and recycle them sensibly. So some scented bark chips, mate, please. Deal. I'm buying them literally by the ruddy sackload, the bark chips. Here's a question from our office for you, Mel. Yeah, go on. This is an interesting one. What is the ugliest vegetable in your opinion? Ooh. That's right. I love vegetables. I don't want to diss any of them. I think they'll be sad if I say, oh, that one's a bit of a minger compared to that one. You know, for example, you know, we all know that, like, you know, the parsnip is quite pretty and the carrot has a certain elegance mm. and the cauliflower has a sort of louche yes. kind of come-hither quality to it. So come I, hither. I, I, can't, I can't. No, I'm not going to answer that. I think that's a first for me on the Poddingtons. But butternut squash, you think that's all right? Yes, beautiful with its soft, smooth, elegant skin. You don't think it's absurd in any way? No, I love it. Okay, fair enough. That's fair enough. The broad bean. Beautiful. Oh, and when you open a broad bean, there's that kind of spongy interior and the little jewel pops out. Yeah. 
There's a whole kind of sensory experience, the broad bean. I would say you love all vegetables. I can't think of an ugly one. Even a turnip has a certain je ne sais quoi. Do you think there's an ugly one? I don't know. Having spoken to you about it, I don't think there is. They, they've all got their they're own all... special individual beauty. Yeah, they've all got a place in our heart. Haven't they? Yeah. Celery, very lovely. Doesn't do out. Celery doesn't do anything, but it it's, looks it, all right, doesn't it? It's the David Gandhi of the vegetable world, isn't it? Celery. <laughs> You know, it would be dressed in a sort of Armani suit if it could choose. Yeah, and you just think, oh, God, just have a bit, have a bit of food, feed yourself, don't yeah. just relax, but they won't. And the potato with its earthy kind of, you know, I don't need makeup, I just wear what I want and... Just threw this on. Yeah, yeah. just threw it on. Go casual to quite a smart party, but still look quite cool. Yeah. The radish is the Bjork of the vegetable world. Yeah, look kind at what of, they're wearing. Kind of, a bit, oh, 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 oh. isn't it? It is. There's no ugly vegetable. There def- is no ugly vegetable. There's your answer. Thank you. Good, very, very good, very, very good indeed. Mel G here with the mighty Bush. Bush, how's your week been? Mel, my week has been about shoes. Oh, has it? I bought two new pairs of shoes. Whoa. You know when you go and you see, like normally it takes ages to buy some clothes and you try that on, you look yeah. stupid, try that on, it looks stupid. And then occasionally you get these once-in-a-lifetime moments where all the stars align and you end up buying like two or three things, they all fit. And the, the sky is open and there's a kind of angelic, oh. Uh, and you think, I don't know, I'm not going to have to go to loads of other shops. I've done all the shopping now and I can go home instantly. Can I ask you something? Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I don't want to be kind of, oh, you know, gender kind of specific or whatever the terminology is. Did you buy the same type of shoe twice? I didn't buy the same type of shoe twice. No, I... blokes, blokes do that. Actually, no. They do, do that. They, Hold they on do, a minute. Let me reverse that. They do a bit, Bush. I did buy two pairs of high tops. High top is very trendy. Thank you very much. I've, I've never seen I've, you in a high top. I think I've got the terminology right. It's, yeah. like, it's like a Converse All-Star, a high oh, top. Oh, now, is I'm going to guess what colours you've gone for. Go on, then. Right, I think you've gone for navy. Maybe. It's sort of denim. Denim meets navy. Mm-hmm. And I think you might have gone for a cream. Well, you're nearly there. I went black? Black. Of course you went for black. I How did you black. know that? I should have said black. And again... I love those. I love those. Black Converse All Stars have gone for and then some kind of grey high top things as well. <gasps> so, But here's the thing, right? Yeah, go on. I have got to the age of 42 and I still can't lace up a pair of shoes. <gasps> now, this can't is... Can't lace shoes oh, up. Oh, now, hang on. This is important because I know these days... In a similar way to in the 1980s, with a bandana, if you put a bandana in your left pocket, it denoted something. And if you put it in your right pocket, it denoted something else. Right. The way you lace your shoes is like a sort of subliminal message. Is it? To the world, yeah. Oh my, I didn't even know that either. I think it is. I'm, again, embroidering slightly, but I think it's true. I asked the lad who worked in the shoe shop if he could do the laces up for me. As as a man with... (laughs) A child and another child on the way in in just a matter of weeks. Uh, it was quite a bad adulthood moment for me, I think. Oh, bushy. Do you know how to lace shoes? Do you know how to do yes, it? Yes, mate, look, right. I've got a pair on at the moment. Could you, If I took all the laces out of that shoe, could you lace them back up again? Yeah, um, hang on. Yeah. Okay, down. Do you know what, though? This actually really annoys me, OK, because I don't like it when shoes are laced. So try and imagine this. Yeah. The lace has gone in in the bottom hole... <laughs> Then it bypasses all of the other holes and goes straight to its diagonal opposite up top. Right. Then it comes out... This is great radio. If you just tuned in, this is Lace Chat, a new feature on our show. (laughs) It comes out, then it arcs over into its correspondent top lace hole on the other side. Yeah. And then it goes arc, 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 
arc down to the bottom. So one side of the laces is doing all the work. So one side of the laces. So when you put the shoe on, you can't, uh, you can't yeah. uh, open up the laces to get yeah. your ruddy foot in. I'm with you on that. that bush. Yeah. What I like is arc at the top and then crisscross, 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 crisscross. These must have specific technical names, these types yeah. of lacing style. Like a sort of Dexy's Midnight Runner backing singer. <laughs> And then that's easy to kind of open up. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying, Bush? I know what you're saying. So with your converse, go Dexies, don't go Ark. There must be there must be technical names for it. Like if you if you ever been to an old man's house and they've got a load of knots on the wall. Oh yeah. You know, like an, yeah, a yeah. list of my dad has got loads of sailing books with knot names. What are they called? Like oh, you know what I mean? Yes. They must have that. People who are in the shoe trade must have yeah. these secret names for all the knots. So what, are you going to go, what are you going to go for with the converse then? What are we going to do? Chrissy, Chrissy Cross. I like the laces where, where they go back. It's really hard to describe a lace, isn't it? If you want to come on the show and describe what <laughs> your favourite lace is, just give us a bell, man. Honestly, we'll put you straight on. Um, you know the ones where you don't have the laces out the front to tie them? They tuck in and you put a knot. I hate that. You hate? What's wrong with that? I don't like that at all. I don't like big like lace, although I've got it here. I don't like big lace out the front. I like lace tucked around the back, so no one even knows that you've got it laced up. A back lace is horrible. I think that reveals something very dark about your personality, mate. <laughs> I like it all up front. I like a double, nay, treble knot. You like to know where you stand, don't Absolutely. you, Mel? So I want it all in the shop front, in the window, just saying, this is how my shoe is laced. So I've got lacing going on around the back. In terms of oh. a metaphor for life, I'm hiding things. Sinister. Very sinister. Yeah. Wow. It's, but listen, we need, to, we need to get your converse in. So bring them in next week and we will physically do them on the show. Perfect. It, it'll be a lovely item. That would be great. Thank you, my darling. Right, in we go into Poddington 2. Oh, well, oh. Hello. oh. There's a plethora of Poddingtons. Now, what have we got here? Ah, uh, yeah, bush. Facial hair, good or bad? Facial hair, good or bad? I'm going to say good. Yeah. Like a beard's come right in now, big time, isn't it? You, yeah, you go sort of semi. Semi-beard. Don't you? Not you go full stubbly. on beard. Yeah, you go stubbly. You go sort of cool. I might just have stepped out of a rugged sort of ad from, from the 80s. <laughs> do you think I should dye my beard darker? Oh. oh. Can you imagine? Does people do that? I think people do do that. They dye their beards darker. Because my beard's going quite salt and peppery like Mate, white it's, now. It's hot. Is it? Oh, thanks, yeah. Mel. No, I don't know whether I should dye it. If I look like a... I might end up looking like George Michael in the kind of uh, faith-type era. Oh, yes. So, oh, yeah, not good. Not good. So does Rylan... Oh, no, Rylan doesn't have a beard, does he? No, he has some facial hair. I think you are he, right, though. He dyes it. He must dye it. I mean, he's a super-looking chap. He is, isn't he? Yeah, he's a great-looking guy, but I'm not sure about the, the dyeing of the beard. I think Rylan, though, originally has ginger hair. Does he? Yeah. How His hair's, like, dyed black, jet black. He's actually got ginger hair in real life. Oh, I'd love to see him with mm. ginger hair. He'd look gorgeous. I think he would as well. Ginger hair's great. When you dye a beard, yeah. um, how do you prevent it from going over the edges? Because that's that would be awful. Well, you remember a week or so ago you were talking about that German sun Oh, yeah, 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 P20. P20. I think it's the same way you put P20 on. You just kind of apply very, very brutally. But it's hard to dye a beard um, that hasn't fully come out yet, isn't it? Well, yeah, because you'd end up looking like you're putting fake uh, theatrical stubble on. Like, uh, You remember when Katie Lang dressed as uh, Elvis for a music video? Oh, yeah. Like that, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Or slightly desperate Dan. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. That kind of drawn on. Yeah. No so one you've got to wait it. till it's sort of slightly, um, 
not David Bellamy, no, but kind of uh, Noel Edmonds, bit, bit Noel Edmonds, <laughs> and then and then you get what you get a brush, you get a special brush, Just get a special brush, stick it in there, dip it in, boom. Yeah, wait until you get to the Edmonds level, then you can dye it. And would you dye a tash as well? I reckon you've got to go the whole lot, yeah, absolutely. Collar and cuffs, chum. Yeah, collar and cuffs, absolutely. But when you've dyed a beard, you then have to follow through and dye your hair, I know, it just gets out of control, doesn't it? Oh, it sounds like a lot of hard... And also, how quick for the roots to come through, it'd be the next day! It would be that you'd be constantly spending money on dye. You'd end up like, I don't know, you have to sell your car to pay for hair dye. You'd be dyeing it every day. I quite like the idea. I know they do this in salons for a man because I've seen it. I've seen it happen. Uh, you can actually get your hair dyed into salt and pepper. What? There's a thing now, yeah, because you don't want that kind of all over weird matte play people thing on the top of your head. Yeah. You can actually have it dyed as if it's salt and pepper. Now, oh, no. that's good, my friend. That is good. It's interesting you should say that as well because I know someone who's been dyeing their hair. It's another guy that I, I kind of work with. He's been dyeing their hair for a long time. Is it Rick Astley? <laughs> it's not Rick Astley. Okay. Do you reckon he dyes his hair? Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. want to say. No. I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be up in court. Yeah. From from dissing his hair. Ashley's people would throw the book at you as well. They would, They'd Millard. come after you. They seriously would. Um, if anyone slags off Rick Ashley's hair or sandals, they're gone within a week. Don't hear from them again. <laughs> they disappeared. They get picked up in the night. Exactly. But um, anyway, this guy is clearly got to the point now where he's thinking, I can't keep dyeing my hair. So what he's having to do is 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 slowly introduce the greyness oh, over the course okay. of like a year. And how's it looking? It's well, you not can good. see it happening now. It's not good. Are they really chunky streaks? Chunky streaks. He looks a bit like a, a badger. Yeah, he looks a bit like a badger. He does. Mm. A badger or a stage hypnotist from <laughs> the mid fifties. <laughs> yes, with the one shock of white hair through the front. I'm saying just embrace salt and pepper. Big time. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Hear more fun and lols like that every Saturday lunchtime from one on Magic. The Mel Gedroyd Show. The Mel Gedroyd Podcast. <laughs> 